This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. And as we mentioned, the Super Bowl is done. Now we turn our attention to the ads from the game. Many people deriving a lot of enjoyment from watching these commercials. And it's really been something that a lot of people now know has been going on for, what, a couple of decades at this point, that the ads and watching the ads are just as important sometimes for some people as the game itself. Uh, it is really a way for Madison Avenue to get a jump on the next year uh, and a majority of the ads seemingly went pretty well. There were a couple, though, that did have a few bumps along in the road. Our friend Dave Reebstein, who's a professor of marketing here at the Wharton School, joining us in studio to go through some of these. You hear Dave as well as the host of Measured Thoughts every Monday at 4 p.m. right here on Sirius XM 111. Good seeing you again. Thanks for coming in. Glad to be here after a very, very exciting night. Go Eagles! Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what did you think of the ads in general? Uh, so, first of all, one of the things you said, which I want to pick up on, is you said the ads may be just as important in the game as yeah. the game. And every year I host a Super Bowl party for the marketing department faculty, and we all sit around, chat, 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 chat. And then when a commercial comes on, it's quiet. We all watch <laughs> the commercial. You know, marketing right. professors, that's what it is that we do. Yeah. Um, last night we were just mesmerized because it was the Eagles playing. Sure, yeah. An unbelievable game. But. Uh, I thought the ads were, for the most part, really, really good. I thought they went very, very well. What do you think are the key ingredients to making a really good Super Bowl ad? So you can't just have a typical ad because people are going to dissect it and go into all sorts of details. Yeah. Typically, you know, things that have worked well are having kids, having animals, something sentimental, also something funny. But the, the big thing also is just having a big surprise. And uh, we see lots of those that are in uh, in these that uh, that played this year. So, w what was the biggest surprise that uh, you saw in, in the ads last night? Um, actually, often you didn't know who the ad was for. Yeah. And so there'd be an ad, and you're watching it and watching it and watching it, and wondering who is this for. Lots of people play a game of can you guess who this is for? Yeah. And they they really tried to stump you for a long time. Tide really did that last night. And there were different ads that they ended up showing, and you didn't know, was that Tide? Yeah. Well, here's here's a little clip of, of uh, one of the Tide spots from last night. I think this was the first one that they played, which really played on the theme of kind of, to a degree, taking shots at the other commercials that have been played in past Super Bowls. Yeah, just a typical Super Bowl car ad. Right? Or a hilarious beer ad. <laughs> or whatever ad this is. Whatever. But it's a Tide ad. What? It's a Tide ad. What makes it a Tide ad? There are no stains. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that that's a good uh, kind of approach to really kind of mark out your competition and what they've done in the past. Well, so we've got to question the word good. Okay. What is it, you know... It's all I got to win the popularity contest, and the ad agencies are you know really working so their ad gets to be rated the best ad. Yeah. But a lot of those ratings are are talking about what's the most popular, what was the funniest, is yeah. part of what I was just referring to as well. The real question is, does it have any impact on sales? I want to ask you: Do you think that ad is going to increase the the sales of Tide 
in, to any degree whatsoever. I, I don't necessarily think that that ad, those ads are going to increase the sales. I think I found it interesting the fact that it almost felt like the Super Bowl itself was sponsored by Tide because there were so many ads that we saw from Tide. And I wondered to a degree if they, if this was a late decision. I know you have to plan this stuff out in advance, but I wonder if this to a degree was part of a late decision because of the Tide Pods issue that we've seen in society in the, in the last few months. Interesting question. Is this going to address the pods issue? No. And so maybe they're working to recover their name because yeah. of the pod issue, and maybe that's your, your point on it. Uh, if that's the case, you know, the only way one can justify any of this spending, you know, the enormous numbers you're talking about, yeah. particularly for Tide, given how many ads they had, it's got to have an impact on sales. It, that's the only criteria you should be using to try and evaluate these when, when the dust finally settles. Dave Reebstein, our guest, as we go through some of the Super Bowl ads, your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get to your phone, you can send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Another one that actually kind of was was interesting was one for Cure Auto Insurance. And that was interesting because uh, uh, it kind of took a shot at, at, at one of the players in the game, in, in Tom Brady. Here's a little clip from that. You know what's weird? If you cheat on your car insurance, you can get arrested. But if you cheat at football, you can sleep with a supermodel. Just saying. Go Birds! Cure auto insurance. And, and Drive that- well. And that was more of a, you know, Cure Auto Insurance with the, more of a regional ad because of, obviously, the Eagles tie-in. But it it does. I mean, that's an interesting kind of approach to reach the consumer of saying, hey, there's something negative about your opponent, which obviously a lot of Eagles fans have probably talked about over the last 14 years since the two teams played last. No, that's right. And it, it's funny because... You can imagine they've alienated half of that audience or whatever portion was cheering uh, for the Patriots. Yeah. But what it did do is it got people aware of Cure Insurance. And I want yeah. to go back to it's got to have an impact on sales. Yeah. My guess is there's a number of people, particularly in the Philadelphia area, but, but even beyond that, that are going to next time they are looking for auto insurance, they're going to think about Cure as an option. And maybe it's going to have an impact for them to cover that advertising cost. What do you think, then, is the impact of a bad Super Bowl ad? You have a bad ad, you know, what you don't want is people saying, I'm never, if if that's the kind of advertising they put on, I'm never going to buy that product or have a negative attitude about that product, and it lowers the likelihood of someone buying it. I don't think that happens very much. You know, there's all there's always this notion that if you have, you know, the fact that they're thinking of you and using your name, you know, there's there's no bad, uh, you know, yeah. you know, communication that's out there at all. So my guess is it doesn't have too much of an impact, but yeah. it probably has an impact on who your ad agency is next year. One of the other interesting ads that that drew a lot of attention and a lot of it on social media ended up seemingly being a negative uh, involved Dodge uh, and the Ram Ooh. truck ad right. that they did and using a, a part of a speech given by Martin Luther King. And, and a lot of people are looking at, one, the, the idea to to link those two in the first place with Dr. King's status, so legendary here in the United States, but two, how Dodge and seemingly the Martin Luther King estate came to partner on this deal. So I guess let's, well, first let's play a little bit of that commercial and, and then we'll take it from there. 
If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, wonderful. But recognize that he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. Your reaction? They're not going to be able to dodge the criticism for that one. That it, it, you're trying to use something politically state uh, some political statement by no less than Martin Luther King. Yeah. Black History Month, trying to use it. Do you think there was any chance that Martin Luther King was trying to sell a car <laughs> right, or right. a truck? Yeah. I mean, it, and, and so <laughs> it was a high-risk strategy that I think is, is going to fall flat on its face. And, and Dodge is going to get lots of flack for that. Now, now, they will get a lot of flack in social media and obviously a lot of articles. But will there actually be a, an impact on the showroom floors, on where Dodge trucks yeah, are being sold. that's the question. The question is, will it have an impact? It might turn some people off. It might, you know, if you're driving a Dodge, you get a negative reaction yeah. from people, maybe. But as I said earlier, I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact, yeah. except on who the ad agency is for Dodge next year. Dave Reepstein, our guest here on uh, Sirius XM 111. We're talking about the Super Bowl ads, the best and the worst, and you're more than welcome to give us your thoughts about whether or not uh, you liked an ad or not. One of the other ones, which I think was pretty well done, and it's drawing a lot of attention, involved Amazon and involved Alexa. And this concept, this idea of the Alexa voice uh, breaking down. And all of a sudden, Amazon has to go to basically plan B to be able to fill the voices. And they didn't do it with just one voice, with a variety of voices. Here's a little bit of that ad. In Austin, it's 60 degrees with a <laughs> Alexa? Amazon's Alexa lost her voice this morning, causing a Alexa wave lost of her voice. How is that even possible? We have the replacements ready. Just say the word. And you're sure this is going to work? Yeah. Alexa, show me a recipe for a grilled cheese sandwich. Pathetic. You're 32 years of age, and you don't know how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Its name is the recipe, you Alexa, how far is Mars? Oh, Mars, Mars. Well, how am I supposed to know? I never been there. This guy want to go to Mars <laughs> for what? There's not even oxygen there. Alexa, set the mood. Now setting the mood. You're in the bush, and you're just so <laughs> dirty, and you're so sweaty because it's hot in that bush. Alexa, rebush, re reboot. Alexa, play some country music. Now I make money moves. No, no, it's country music. I, I mean, that was pretty well done. And you had a variety of different Hollywood stars that were in there uh, as the voices of Alexa to, to fill in. What, what was your thoughts on, on that one? That was my favorite ad of all of them. And yeah. interestingly, one of the things they did, other than just have their name out there, they talked about a feature. Yeah. And so here's a new feature that's coming out. They introduced it in a very humorous way. Yeah. Uh, so I loved that particular ad. And to some degree, by the way, they are responding to Google having different voices. Yeah. Now here comes uh, you know Alexa with all these different voices that, uh, that are out there. But they had to do it. They had to make a splash with this. Yeah. Really well done. And Bezos himself is that's, in the ad. That was going to be my next question. The fact that you've got the, the, the head of the company in the ad himself, and basically playing up the fact that you know that 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 uh, that they're trying to correct a problem. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because often you don't see the corporate leader in that. Yeah. Bezos is really well known, 
And here he is. He's in the very first part of that ad, and it's he's introducing a new product feature. I love the ad. Maybe my favorite ad of the entire Super Bowl. But probably there are only certain, as you said, because of the personality issue, there's only certain CEOs that would want to take that that on to begin with. And I guess the other question is, is with kind of this entrepreneurial spirit we see, could we potentially see more of these CEOs who are deemed more personalities doing these types of ads, whether it be in the Super Bowl or just in general? So my guess is lots of CEOs want to do it. So you said very few willing to do it. Yeah. My guess is most of them say, hey, I want to be, if I'm spending that much money, I want to be my face on, on the cover. Yeah. And they have to be talked out of it. Um, we've seen various different CEOs that have been very visible with their brand. In those cases, it makes tons of sense. Yeah. The one I think about going way back was Frank Purdue, who sort of yeah, lo- who, right. who looked like a chicken, and sure that's enough, right. he, he was in the uh, in his chicken commercials that we had. And I do recall Lee Iacocca with Chrysler. So again, I'm showing my age with that one. You're yeah. even wrinkling your brow like, who is that? Oh, no, I but, remember, but, yeah. yeah. But um, you can't pull that off very many times, you know. So I think Elon Musk could do it, you know. Um, but there's not many CEOs that are that identifiable. Mark Cuban, maybe Mark, somebody somebody like that. Yeah, probably somebody like that. Come up with a couple more. It's hard. It's hard to think about, you know, who that could be. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, Bill Gates Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that's his inclination. Well, the other piece to the to the Amazon Alexa ad is the fact that realistically, uh, Alexa is still a relatively new product. It's obviously a product that is gaining in popularity each and every year, but there is still so much territory for Amazon to take Alexa in terms of its integration with the consumer uh, at home these days. That's right. And then to have it with, you know, gee, I wonder what kind of voice I'm going to get or what kind of voice I could put up there. Right, right. Uh, it, it really, really clever how they've done that and introduced a feature that they now have. Dave Reibstein, our guest. You're listening to Knowledge at Wharton here on Sirius XM 111 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I want to ask you, Pepsi has been the sponsor of the Halftime Show now for, for a few years. And... and I would like to get your opinion on the impact that a company gets from a halftime show. I mean, you had Justin Timberlake do basically a short concert. Uh, I think a lot of people thought the concert part of it itself was pretty good. Uh, A friend of mine who was at the game told me that in terms of the in-stadium experience, the sound system wasn't as as, probably as good as it could be. But the impact of, of a company like Pepsi being involved in that type of an event, what's what's the impact you think? So it's really interesting. Uh, first of all, the halftime show may have been watched more than any other part of the, of the whole uh, game. Huh. Uh, the, the size of the audience, the number of tweets that came out yeah. uh, all about the halftime show were just enormous. And so lots of people, if you think about the football fan who's watching the sure. game, yeah. but then all all the other people that are there because they're at the party and whatever, yeah. they, they want to watch the uh, the halftime show. But the question you ask is a really intriguing one. People noticed Justin Timberlake. Did they have any idea who the sponsor was? Yeah. And the hardest question I'm asked is, how do you justify the expense of sponsorship? My guess is that the majority of people didn't know that Pepsi was the sponsor. Huh. And Even and- with the logo... On, on the bottom left of the screen the entire time. Was there a logo on the bottom left? There was, yeah. So that's yeah. my, that's my question. Is, yeah. Did people notice there was even a logo there? Probably, maybe subliminally, they might have noticed something. Yeah. Everybody was focused on Justin. 
Uh, Budweiser has been a company that obviously has done a lot with the Super Bowl over the years. Uh, you go back to the days of the Bud Bowl when they you know played out the the video version of a, of a game. They've obviously moved away from that. They obviously were trying to reach the consumer in a variety of different ways using animals for for different uh, different stories uh, over the years. This year they they've been working for their Bud Light on this dilly dilly campaign, uh, which uh, interesting that it played out basically almost uh, like an you know old 14th century battle on a on a field. Uh, for a while, but they also really hit home again with the with the uh, with the consumer on really publicizing their Bud Water campaign, and obviously that was something that they brought forward in the wake of hurricanes uh, Harvey and Maria in in the last few months. So it's an interesting kind of you know balance that they are working on in terms of going to the core consumer, but also really showing their 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 connection to society as well. Yeah, so, you know, they're trying to work on their image. It's, it sort of is, is interesting. We saw um, Stella also do one that was focused on their water that, that they're doing. Uh, we do see this, this effort to try and come up with a positive image. There's always a risk yeah. of an alcohol company or, or, in this case, beer company, you know, getting legislation brought against them. So they're trying to influence public opinion. And what they do for water under different crises yeah. is something that's really honorable, and they should be recognized for it. You mentioned uh, ads that, that seemingly don't immediately tell the consumer where they're leading. As soon as you said that, I thought of the Squarespace ad with Keanu Reeves, who's standing on a motorcycle, you know, going down the highway for a long period of time. And it wasn't until about, I think, 20 or so seconds into the ad that I even realized that it was Keanu Reeves. And I didn't even realize that it was for Squarespace. So, I mean, that to me was a lost opportunity there. Uh, because he's riding a motorcycle and he's got the helmet on, you didn't even know who it was for a long period of time. So it's sort of interesting because sometimes they just start off right out of the bat and give you the name, and then they, and then often people just sort of phase out. Yeah. The fact that people don't know who it is often gets some people to pay more attention and, and look a little bit closer and get engaged in the ad because yeah. they're trying to figure out, so what is this all about? I don't get it. But I'll tell you the one that had the same effect on me, which was... Um, the one that was was done with uh, Eli Manning and uh, and and you know and Odell Beckham and Jr. Odell Beckham yeah and, and that one was just absolutely amazing. That was maybe that was right up there with the Alexa ad is my favorite one. Which is interesting because when you talk about that that ad for the National Football League, it was an ad for the league trying to promote it. They went in a very different realm in terms of the music that they used for it. You gonna work on that thing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it. Now I have the time of my life. So you obviously have the dirty dancing music while Peyton, or I'm sorry, Eli Manning and Odell Beckham are going through this dance routine, just like the movie what years a ago. Weird, what a weird thing, seeing these two football players dancing, and then here comes the line behind them, yep. and they're line dancing in the whole thing, and it was like, are you kidding me? I can't believe it. So I'm mesmerized by that ad, first of all, because what they're doing. Yeah and getting these football players to do it. And then I had no idea who the ad was for. And then finally at the end, you see, this is an ad for the NFL. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an, 
amazing at, and these were this was a team that's not in the in the game. You know, they yeah. had a horrible season this year. I loved the ad, but it's interesting because of the fact that the NFL has obviously taken a lot of hits in the last few months from a PR perspective. Uh, is the fact that here you're 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 trying to reframe your brand to a degree by doing a a, a humorous type of ad, and I think it hits a home run. I it was out of the park. It was just a great, great yeah. ad for sure. Uh, Eli Manning actually has gotten a little criticism for his kind of delivery, and I think it, it to a degree it's unfair because he's got a brother who seemingly right now is one of the best pitchmen out there in terms of a, a an ad that's going to appear in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning is obviously, and I think to a degree he's benefited off of his appearances on Saturday Night Live, but he did an ad for Universal Studios, which I want to play a little clip of, that, again, it, it shows that he is a very good uh, pitch man. This is your moment. You are more than a team. You are family. Now let's get out there and play. Yeah. Hey, wait for me. I'm going to go to push your vacation into 110%. But that's mathematically impossible. With an attitude like that, it sure is. You know, I really wanted to play Quidditch, but we're kind of a football family. Interception. Cheap shot. I don't deserve that. All hail Megatron. Didn't you play for Detroit? The sight of you sickens me. Ikea. So this is for Universal Studios. They had the Megatron, for, uh, you know, uh, uh, person dressed up in the in the Megatron from the movie. Megatron had, was the nickname of a Detroit Lions wide receiver from a couple of years ago. Peyton Manning, in terms of the last few years, seemingly really does a pretty good job on the ads that he's being asked to, to, to sponsor. He's got such positive attribution associated with him. People just think so fondly of him. And he left the game as a superstar. Yeah. And and he's, he's going to have an aura around him for a while longer. Ten years from now, we probably will not be seeing him. So he's grabbing it right now and totally capitalizing on it and doing a wonderful job. But there's something to be said about just having that that level of quirkiness, which I think he does, that really can resonate with with a majority of the people that are watching the Super Bowl, whether it be, the, as you said before, the hardcore fan or the person that's at the party just to be there, but also watching the ads. No, he has his own personality, and I think he has a following as a result of it, which, by the way, reminds me, we talk about the cost of an ad or of $5 million for, yeah. for 30 seconds. Yeah. There's also the cost of the production and the talent. And so sure, undou yeah. undoubtedly, you know, Peyton got a lot of money for that. And we have to think about all the production effort that goes into it, which dramatically increases the cost of these ads, too. Maybe even doubles doubles it. Let me ask you about the movies. And obviously, there were there are ads for a couple of the summer blockbusters that are going to be coming out. We mentioned a couple of them before. How effective do you think they are in terms of a marketing uh, a marketing push? Especially, I, I would say that they probably are in my mind. Especially if they're coming out in the summertime. If they're not coming out till till next Christmas time, I don't know how much they, they benefit from that kind of a lag period. So it's always an interesting question of how much in advance do you want to get people sort of geared up and, and looking forward to that particular movie? Yeah. And, you know, waiting for the summer is pretty pretty far away. And so there's some risk in that. But I think overall they've got they've primed the pump. 
and and they're going to have to keep it going. And so one of the things that we have to think about with respect to these ads is it's going to continue on. Not it done. It didn't just finish last night. We're talking about it today. It's on tons of websites. Yeah. It's going to be on YouTube, and they're going to continue for those movies. We're going to see some of these ads continue all the way till summertime. Were there other ones that, that you saw during the game that really caught your attention? Um, I think the two that we talked about really caught my attention the most. So I, I also liked the Danny DeVito one, the M&M one at, yeah. the, at the very beginning, yeah. which I thought was very, very cute. Which was great for to see him because we don't necessarily, well, I mean, he was on uh, the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia show, but we haven't seen him uh, realistically on mainstream TV that much over the last few years. And he was, I mean, here he is. He didn't hide the fact he's short and he's bald and, and you don't have, you know, uh, you don't have to guess about that about him anyhow. But he was there and it was out there and I thought it was a, a, another cute ad that we saw uh, throughout. Your thoughts at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Comment actually from Twitter. I think more ads for charities should be done like Hyundai. People want to give, and buying products like this makes them feel good. It's an opportunity to sort of uh, position your company that way, but also it's an opportunity to really do something good. When you're doing that, it actually makes people feel good about the company. And uh, and so I think very effective for them. I think that it was an opportunity for other companies to do that. Mm-hmm. Think about the, the dilemma at the company of trying to make a trade-off of, do I want to give to charity and give this positive attribution to the company? Yeah. Do I want to get my brand name really out there? And it's a, it's a tough call. Well, and, and isn't it? It's a real delicate balance when you're talking about you know, it, it, you're, you're talking about what you're trying to do in your community, but secondarily, you are gaining an advantage of getting that brand name out there. It's a fine line in terms of how you present that so that you don't offend people. Right. And, and no question. And, uh, and, and yet there are so many companies today that are sort of being looked at as the evil empires that if you have some positive association in things that you're doing to have a positive impact, either through charity yeah. or through clean water or other things that you're doing for the environment, that's being appreciated more and more by consumers. Overall, though, when you look at, at this batch of commercials, pretty good pretty good day for the for the people on Madison Avenue, correct? A- absolutely. You don't see many dogs. You know, we talked about one or two that may have fallen on their face, but yeah. for for the most part, very, very good. The other thing that we don't ever talk about is what it does for the staff and how people feel about working for their companies yeah. and have their company name out there. They feel good about that. And my guess is for Hyundai, you know, people working at Hyundai feel better about working at the company because of that ad. There was one that I wanted to bring up in terms of really, to me, I don't think it, it was a great ad was the Diet Coke ad, which was also kind of early on in the game with uh, they're obviously promoting the new can and the new design that they have for the Diet Coke cans right now. And it was a, a young woman just kind of dancing, you know, on, on, on camera. And it didn't have it didn't have a great feel for me. Uh, she actually she looked a little bit too thin. You know, it, yeah. I, I, there were some people that commented about it at my party last night. And uh, there was it didn't catch my eye at all. That was one that I thought fell flat. Great seeing you again, Dave. 
Good to be on the air with you. Thank you. Dave Reebstein. Uh, and again, you can hear uh, more of what he talks about, uh, Measured Thoughts, every uh, Monday at 4 p.m. right here on Sirius XM 111. You're going to probably talk a little bit about the, the Super Bowl ads later today. It's Monday. The Eagles won. Super Bowl day. Hard not to talk about it. There you go. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.